Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. All right, not much housekeeping today. We're going to get into it fairly soon. Um, first of all, just wanted to say it's been uh, fantastic to see uh, just how many of you have responded to the uh, this, this uh, language business workshop that I'm running in uh, in Berlin in in March. Uh, it looks like we we are getting full up now, and it's um it's it's kind of always interesting for me to to know uh, you know you, you listen to the podcast. I never know exactly who it is that's listening, but I know that you are super engaged because you're always emailing me and, uh, you know, telling me about the podcast and stuff like that. So it's great to see and very interesting to see that um, many of you guys who, who listen to the podcast are also, you know, very serious about your languages and about, in many cases, um, helping others learning learn languages as well. You know, hence this this uh, this desire, this, this, this dream of building your own uh, language businesses. So it's great to see that. And I'm looking forward to meeting many of you in Berlin. We have a couple of spots left. So if you also fit into this category of uh, wanting to start your own language business, then um, it would be great to see you in Berlin. You get to spend two days with me, um, and we're going to be look, we're going to be going through everything. I'm basically going to be teaching you everything that I've learned, uh, the most important things that I've learned over the last five or six years about building my own language business, so that you can do it yourself. And uh, if you'd like to come along, we've got a couple of spots left as of the time of recording. And you can go to langpreneur.com, L-A-N-G-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. And then click into the events at the top and search for the, the language, uh, the Lang- Langpreneur Business Breakthrough event. I'll, I'll put a link into this, uh, the show notes to this episode as well, so you can click through from there if you can find that. But a couple of spots left would be great to, to see you there. I'd like to thank also the sponsors of the show. I don't know whether they're, are they going to be at the Business Breakthrough event? I'm not sure. Probably not, I don't think. They expressed an interest, but it's not really, I'm not sure if it's the right place for them to be. Anyway, italki is the place where I get all of my language lessons when I want to learn online at funny times of the day with teachers who are all over the world. Uh, it's brilliant because it helps me get in all of the speaking practice that I want to. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with a professional teacher or a or, a, or a, what are they called? Um, community tutor, informal tutor. That's what are they? That's what they're called. Then um, you can get ten dollars worth of free credit, uh, which is plenty to try out a couple of trial lessons, see if you can find a couple of new teachers who you like, and you can get that by going to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right, then. Without any further ado, we're back. First question of the new year from Elliot. Hi, Ali. This is Elliot in Austin, Texas. Uh, I am currently learning Spanish after a 20-year hiatus from college Spanish. Uh, and after stopping and starting for a few years, um, I really got down to it and focused starting in uh, April of this year, the goal of reaching B2 by the end of the year. And I, it's gone pretty well. I've been doing an hour and a half to two hours a day of Spanish every day for over six months. Uh, but my question is about the concept of periodization that comes from athletics um, and how it might be applied to learning over time. If you're not familiar, um, I'm a former triathlete and uh, currently a half marathon runner. And in athletics, there's a well-established idea of periodization, uh, which is a way 
to focus your um, training so you don't get injured or burned out and also to be in top condition for your event. Uh, and so there are macro cycles. So you pick a few events over the year and you try to build up to that with gradual increase in dur duration and intensity. And then there are macro cycles within a three to four week period where you build up and then pull back and recover. Uh, and then within your week, you don't do a lot of intensity every single day. You try to break it up with high intensity on certain days, low intensity on others. So in my experience learning Spanish, uh, at about the five-month mark, I was getting really burned out from uh, all the learning and feeling like I wasn't making progress. And so against some of your advice earlier, I went ahead and started another language, German, uh, in the meantime, as a mental break for me. Um, and I was only doing it for about 20 or 30 minutes a day, but it was a chance to uh, experience a language with some freshness and lack of pressure about learning a new language. And it worked. Um, I got through that period of feeling burned out and really refocused um, on Spanish. So my question for you is, um, with this concept of periodization, do you know of any research that's been done looking at language or other mental skills that use the concept from athletics of periodization? And if not, are there any concepts that you've learned over the years uh, that could be applied in this way uh, with language learning? Uh, thank you so much and keep up the good work. Hey, Elliot, thank you very much for your question. What a fantastic question. So I really like this. this is, uh, I've got bunch of stuff to say on this so let's see how well i managed to organize my thoughts so i think the first thing to say is like in general i think what you're what you're talking about here is learning to um learning to be aware of your own sort of mental state and your own mental efficiency when you're studying and then learning to take your foot off the gas at strategic points in order to give you more capacity refresh yourself and then come back stronger right and so um, your example here has been to take a month off learning Spanish to actually focus on another language and then come back feeling refreshed. And um, as you know, as you as you mentioned, you know, I always advise against learning another language uh, if you are in the middle of learning another one. But I think there's a there's a higher level point here, which is that anything done strategically and with uh, with intent uh, is like supersedes everything else. Right. So let's take a step back uh, now. Uh, periodization, it's not some, I've never heard that word before, actually, it's not something I'm familiar with, but I'm familiar with the concept. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm not an athlete myself, pretty much the opposite, really. But, but I, I'm familiar with how in the world of athletics, you know, you, you, you train for events, right, and in order to be in peak phys physical performance. And a lot of that, a key part of that is rest. So you need to be able to balance the times when you're resting with the times when you're really working hard. And then when done properly, you can kind of build up to your peak, to your peak fitness. I think the key distinction with languages is that languages are not really a question of kind of building up for one specific moment. Because in, in athletics, you know, you can't always be at absolute peak state, right? Because if not, you, you'd, you'd burn out. You kind of have to uh, it's like with with with, with boxers who kind of have to drop um, drop a, a certain amount of weight in a short period of time in order to, in order to be ready. It's not really sustainable. Language learning, the way that I like to think about it, is much more about the the marathon effect. It's like it's like kind of you know when you stretch your muscles, you you know the first stretch you're a bit stiff, and then but after 
you know, five minutes of stretching, you're nice and loose, you know. I see language learning as a bit like that over a period of months and years. So you're just kind of gradually building building capacity. And that comes through a combination of of uh, of learning learning new things, so incre- increasing your knowledge, building your knowledge, but then also um, learning to use it and learning to use it in a kind of practical sense of, you know, being around native speakers, being able to speak, being able to understand, but also being able to read and, and, to, and to write and to, and to appreciate content in the language. That comes from nothing more than constant exposure over, over a period of time. So there are, within that, I think, periods where it's very smart to take breaks. But I'm not sure that I would kind of characterize it or go any deeper than um, or try to present it as anything more than just kind of taking breaks to let your brain refresh. And we can look at that in a macro sense or in a micro sense. So in the micro, if you study, if you sit down one morning and study for an hour, your brain starts to get pretty tired after that, right? You were saying how you'd been studying Spanish for, um, for a number of hours a day. And you've been keeping that up for six months. You'll be you'll be very aware of your kind of daily limit, won't you? You'll you'll know that if you try to study for three hours a day, it's probably too much. It will come a point where you'll just be very aware that yeah, you're sitting there and studying, but you're just going through the motions. Your brain isn't taking anything in, and so um, you you know that it's that there is kind of an optimal level whereby you can really make the most out of say sixty minutes or ninety minutes. But then it's just better just to leave it and go and do something else. And that could be either going for a walk and then coming back and studying again, or else just leaving it for the day, not doing anything else, and then coming back tomorrow. That's the micro. On the uh, a similar example might be, for example, t- always taking one day off every week. You know, but on the macro is your example of taking an entire month off. And, I, and I'm not sure whether I wasn't totally clear whether you, you kind of took a month off, uh, you know, very carefully, and then kind of came right back again after that month or whether it was just a kind of general period of time that you took. Um, but but e- either way, the point stands. I often find exactly the same as you, Elliot, which is that after about six months of doing something, it can be like between three to six months, whatever. After that general period of time, I need to, uh, I need to stop. I need to, um, I need to take some time off and taking that time off, whether it's a couple of weeks or even, even a couple of months, uh, is extremely valuable because your brain keeps working in the background when you're not studying. And this brings me to a the kind of concept side of it. And you asked me whether I was familiar with any any concepts related to this, Elliot. And uh, this is something I've covered in the podcast before, but probably not for quite some time. And this uh, the, the, the concept that's most relevant and most useful here is Barbara Oakley's uh, focus mode and diffuse mode. Uh, if you if you look for Barbara Oakley, she she is she, she's written a lot about this. She covers this um, in depth in in her uh, in her online course, uh, which is learning how to learn. Incidentally, the biggest online course in the world. They had over over two million students, I believe. It's a free course. You can sign up for it. Just search for MOOC, so M O O C, which stands for Massive Open Online Course, and then um, learning how to learn Barbara Oakley, and you'll you'll find it. Um, and anyway, one of the key things that she talks about. In that course, and it's one of the things that she's become known for. Uh, in fact, we talked about it in uh, my interview with her a couple of years back, um, which I'll, I'll link to at the end of the episode. Uh, it's this concept of the focus mode and the diffuse mode. And in a nutshell, 
and I hope I don't mangle this. I'm sorry, Bob, if you're, if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, my interpretation of this is basically that learning, there are two ways in which learning happens, two ways in which learning must happen. Um, first is the focus mode, and this is where you're sitting down to study. Let's say that you want to learn a certain set of verb conjugations in Spanish. So you will sit down and you'll study those verb conjugations, right? Uh, that's the focus mode. You're actively concentrating on something. But then there comes a point where you can no longer make progress by actively studying. Instead, you've just got to let your brain do the work in the background, subconsciously. And so that is, that's what brings you to the diffuse mode. And the diffuse mode is where you literally walk away, do something else, go for a walk, read something else, study a different language, whatever it may be. As you're doing that, your brain continues working in the background. And this is, uh, you know, we, we use such a tiny capacity of our um, amounts of our brain capacity. You know, there are different estimates out there. But, you know, one thing we know for sure is that our brain is capable of very much more than um, than than we than we use it for. Right. And so as soon as you stop doing something, your brain will continue to work on it in, in the background. And this is why you often get this feeling of taking a month off languages and then coming back and actually being better after the month off, right? It doesn't make sense on the face of it, but then when you understand that your brain continues working on this stuff in the background, uh, it makes perfect sense, right? Because your brain just, it, if you imagine that new knowledge is a series of neurons around your brain, then the thing that constructs knowledge or memories, if you like, are when there are new neural pathways that join together these these uh, these the synapses in your brain are, are in case you can't tell i'm not a scientist but um but this is this is the research that i've read about how how, how learning and how memory works is you've got these isolated things around your brain and they are they are joined up through these new neural pathways that are created and that is the point at which a, a memory or a thought or an idea is formed right and so those things are forming in the background as you're going about your, your your business doing doing other things, please feel free to um, message me and tell me how, how how wrong I got that from a, from a scientific perspective. But I think the concept is is is, is accurate and, and is right. And this is why that uh, why we need to we need to take time off, aka the diffuse mode in learning. So that is uh, that's what I point you towards. Um, Elliot, if you want to, to look at more about that, I think it is. I, I I think it is different to your characterization of periodization in sport because we're not building up to one specific event. You know, I think you know, if you, I think there are times when you it might be there, there might be things that are similar. So if you had to give a speech, for example, and you wanted to give that speech from from memory or you wanted to memorize the order of things, whatever, like that is an event and you're going to want to, to obviously increase the frequency of your practice up until that event. But afterwards, it's not, it's not that important that you, that you remember it. Right. But language learning is much more of a, about developing strength over time. And so I, I, I think the, the, the correct way to think about building capacity in language learning is to think about the marathon and to think about consistency. Consistency is king above all else. If there was like one kind of habit or one way of thinking about language learning that I would point you towards that's, that's, that's been most successful for me over time, it's about consistency. And you can have breaks, you can have strategic breaks within that 
within over a period of months or years, you can have strategic breaks within that to give you rest. But you're, but it's not really in the sense that you're kind of building up to one big event, like one big tournament or competition or something, but rather you're taking breaks to enable you to kind of refresh and then get back to doing what you were doing before. So uh, those are my thoughts on that, Elliot. I hope that was um, useful. If you guys would like to ask me a question of any kind for the podcast, um, and let's face it, there wouldn't be a podcast if you didn't ask me any questions, so please go ahead and do that. You can go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask. That's IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask. And if you... No, I was going to say something else, but <laughs> forget about that. Right, at the end of every episode, I like to, I like to leave you with uh, a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today there are two, uh, two podcasts. No, two pieces of content, two blog posts that I that I have that are related to this topic, which uh, if you want to dive any any deeper into my thoughts on this, you can. The first is uh, an interview with Barbara Oakley, which is, um, it's everywhere actually, it's on the podcast, it's on it's on YouTube, if you would like to watch the actual video, it's also on the blog. Um, and then the second is an article I wrote called, Should You Take Breaks in Your Language Learning? And so if you ever wonder whether it's a good thing to take breaks, then um, I, I, I tell you about that with specific reference to when I was learning um, Arabic before my move to Egypt and um, why I took breaks then and, and how it worked out for me. So I'll link to the both of those in the show notes, which you'll be able to find in the uh, in whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, I'm kind of this is a, this is a new system I'm using to record the podcast here, so I'm not totally sure if it's working <laughs> properly. Uh, maybe you can drop me a line and let me know if you don't see the show notes for whatever reason. The thing is, these days you can get podcasts everywhere, right? People, there are people listening on Spotify. There are people listening on Anchor FM, iTunes. So I don't. I kind of re rely on a bit of feedback for you guys to tell me whether you are seeing the things that I'm pointing you towards. So <laughs> please let me know if any of these things that I'm saying uh, don't seem to work. But I will link to those in the show notes. Failing that, you can always go to Google and just search for Ollie Richards. Barbara Oakley or Ollie Richards taking a break in your language learning. But hopefully uh, these links I'll give you should work. All right, then. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Elliot, for your question. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Take care. Throughout doing the podcast, one of the most, one of the saddest things actually that I've heard from people who leave messages for me for the show is that they feel very isolated when they are learning their languages. They'll tell me things like, nobody understands why I care about languages. No one just gets this language passion that I have and I feel very alone. And I know exactly what that is like. I've been through that for years. And that's one of the reasons that I started my Facebook community. Um, and it's a fantastic group with over 10,000, many more by this point actually, over 10,000 language learners, just like you, just like me, people who are learning one language, who are just starting their first journey in language learning to those who already speak far more languages than me. It's a fantastic supportive community which is very, very well moderated and I'd love to invite you to join. It's completely free and if you'd like to join, you can go to Facebook and search for Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. That's on Facebook, search for Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. You'll need to um, request to be approved, but our moderators will approve you and you'll be in on the inside and you'll get all the support that you need. There'll be a place to ask and answer questions. Uh, I really think that you will enjoy it and benefit from it and I'd love to see you there. Once again, on Facebook, that is Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. I hope to see you there.